Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I didn't even ask if you want to give your name. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. See, what I'm noticing lately is this, which is why I'm kind of not going towards YouTube, is a lot of people don't want to give their name, which I love, because I'll tell you why. You get to hear a real story rather than a, oh, I'm not too sure if I should tell this. Of course, like a bollocks, everybody knows me, which means I'm not <laughs> Um, which means I have to give some juicy details, <laughs> to which my family will kill me later on in life for. Well, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm going to say hi. Do you want to uh, tell me a bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, well, first, let me just ask, is this, are we doing podcast straight away? Is this podcast? Because this is, <laughs> this is, you are right in the tick of it. This is like, I'm in it. I'm in it. you're in the storm. Okay. 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 Okay, well then I'm going to have to not give my name, just okay. for, for now, for now. No, that's um, okay, that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm me, I've got, I've got two kids, I'm 29 right. now, I was 29 a couple of weeks ago, um, and I have BPD, woo! <laughs> In the gang, in the gang. <laughs> and um, so you have BPD, which means you're a legend. Uh, the only problem is you don't you probably don't know how to manage manage the legendary nature of yourself. Uh, I don't know how to manage it when I'm not smoking weed, if I'm really honest. OK, OK, so you need the weed to. Ah, I remember years ago. Yeah, yeah. You see, I, you know, I I've lived and um, I was a bold boy, too. Um, well, not that weed is bold, but at the same token, I did do it uh, years and years and years ago. Um. And I used to smoke weed to try and slow my brain down because it was just going too fast and I couldn't handle it. And I found more the hash. I was more of a hash type of person. But years ago, you know, in this day and age, it's not really taboo. I mean, it's, you know, it's legal in practically 20 or 30 countries. Mm. At this stage. Not mine yet, unfortunately. And not <laughs> no, it's not legal here. And that's the only difference is like the most damaging thing about having weed is getting caught with it um but i did i used to smoke it to try and slow my brain down um it was the worst thing i ever did if i'd be <laughs> honest <laughs> i know i know it's i know in a way it's like it's bad and it's good like it it also for me it also kind of it doesn't numb my emotions but it makes them like i don't react the same when yeah, um, yeah 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 you're not you see yeah like when when i was smoking hash i i was more like a koala bear <laughs> and then without it i was more like do you ever see like you know when a when a deer or a fawn is going near water to drink a little bit of water and all magically out and over this crocodile comes and grabs it by the neck and drags it under i was more like the crocodile <laughs> um, <laughs> Instantly snapping, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, instant like it wasn't a case of I wonder should I or shouldn't I. It was just instant dragged in. Good luck to you. Um, I love the crocodiles <laughs> because they just for me says it all. It's just pure nature. Um, there's yeah, no. It's just definitely. pure nature. Um, yeah, <laughs> on the hash, I was a bit like a koala bear. Um, really friendly. You know, mm. I, I used to think this was my true nature. Like, if I could mm. only get to the koala bear style, 
all the time. Yeah, without smoking the hash. Without smoking <laughs> the hash. And I thought that was like, how could I get to this koala bear style? Um, because I, you know something? And, you know, it's gas because we never spoke. So this is all raw and, and mm. hopefully. If my kids are listening, I hope you forgive me. Um, <laughs> but either way, I've lived a life. But at the same time, <laughs> I, did, I did try. I was always trying to get to that because I thought that was my true nature. Mm. And the snappy crocodile version of myself wasn't my true nature. Turns out the koala bear and the crocodile is my true nature. Yeah. And I learned how to... Now, what I learned to do is let the deers and the fawns have a little drink. Mm-hmm. And I tend not to just lunge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still there. I still have the nature in me. I, I, I have a tendency not to do that anymore. But to be honest, it was true. I was, I, yeah, with the hash, it kind of, do you know what it, I wasn't prepared for this, so I, you know, this is all off the cuff. <laughs> you know, you know, when your friends go on holidays and they come back and they're sitting in a bar or a pub and they're chatting about how great Greece was or America <laughs> and you weren't there and they're going, ha ha ha, the lols. This <laughs> and you're sitting there like a bollocks because, like, you're going, yeah, like, I wasn't fucking there, like, I wasn't, <laughs> I mean, like, why are you fucking? That's what hash reminded me of. It was giving me a little taste of something that I wanted that I thought I'd never get. Mm. And every time I came down off it, I was back to the crocodile version. Mm. <laughs> and it was just teasing me all the time. Um, thankfully, over the years, I don't I don't touch anything now. Like I don't touch like not even sweets. Um, mm. Sweets. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but I don't. But I like being honest with you. That's kind of me taking over this whole podcast again. But I'm trying to get a, a, a kind of like, I definitely did it. I did it. And I thought it was a winner, winner, chicken dinner. And for me, it wasn't. I'm not saying it's not like people smoke hash and weed all their life. And there's never an issue. Do you find any issues? Well, with regards to how it like makes me feel, I actually, I don't, I, I, I do think it's just positive for me in that way. However, of course, like, I don't think anyone can say it doesn't like m- make me neglect other things in life because like, I'm, I don't know, in the evening, I will smoke weed in the night when sometimes I've got to do the washing up and things like that, but I just yeah. won't. <laughs> So yeah, it does. It, yeah, there's lots of things I need to do. There's like, it's not just the washing up, like, and it's not just about clean things. Like I've started my own business and right. it's stressful. <laughs> yes. So the weed helps with the stress, but it also really doesn't help with the shit I need to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I'll, I'm not arguing the case. It's because I have experience with it. I can give you my look. That's all the podcast is, is my version of my life. It's not like you should do this or you should do that. I definitely know when I was smoking, uh, I became extremely forgetful. Yeah. Uh, Extremely forgetful, like and a bit dopey to one for a better word, in a sense of I'd be putting salt into the fridge. (laughs) <laughs> uh, stuff like that, where you'd be like going, 
where the fuck is the salt? And it was in the fridge. And you had to get it out of the fridge before I was living at home. <laughs> before anyone knows to put it in the fridge. <laughs> Stuff like that, because people had panic going, why are you putting salt in the fridge? <laughs> um, and I did know, look, at the time, I was in my early 20s. At the time, yeah, I mean, I loved it. When you're in your early 20s, you're in your early 20s. Um, but I can look back and say it made me extremely unproductive mm. because what my brain now, this clean version of Sean, which is common, <laughs> I mean, my kids until they listen to the podcast and then go, What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, they only know me as a non drinking, non smoking, now non sweet eating human being. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know that wild, untamed, rugged version of myself that kind of lived life to get to where I am now. But I can definitely say when I was trying to, like you have a business, when you're trying to do a seven day week and you're smoking weed or hash, it compresses your time to get seven days because now you have probably two to three days to get all that seven days done. And yeah. that is a huge amount. So for me, it's the kind of, reward benefit in other words you know i'll get a couple of hours respite but how many days am i going to lose and then how far behind am i going to get whereas today like when i wake up today i have seven days i have seven days seven days of the week i don't have a day where it's like oh fuck like bar i'm sick or whatever please feel sorry for me again Now, one person felt sorry for me when I was sick. You're supposed to have fucking BPD and empathy. I didn't get one email to say, I hope you're feeling better soon. I I did, actually. I think you're fine. I I got one email. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so like the way I look at my life now is I have seven days to live my life. Now, if you're running a business, and I run a business, by Jesus, that's stress. Like, that is stress. It doesn't matter the business. If you're going to run a business, you need a clear head. No, I know. You need a clear head. And then you have two children. Are you a single parent or not a single parent? I'm not a single parent. Yeah. So you have a bit of help, hopefully. You know, you, you make these assumptions that men, the modern man, hopefully these days is a little bit more helpful than years ago when they just thought working a full day was enough. Um, <clears throat> odd, wasn't it, when you think of it? <laughs> I worked. I'm not rearing you. <laughs> I know. Might be. Um, like if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're trying to compress... Yeah, it, it's very hard done, if I'm being honest. And again, you get the respite of a couple of hours. And you mm-hmm. get a great night's sleep, kind of, and a bit of the munchies. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you're behind. Because you see, right, if you have BPD, your head is fast. Right. You see, years ago, I was trying to compress my mind and slow it down and make sure it just slowed down like a normal neurotypical human being. And that's what my goal was. And believe it or not, that was the worst thing I ever did because that's what led me to my, um, my suicide attempt. 
because I was trying to fit in with human beings in the sense of trying to fit in with neurotypical people, slow and exercising and all this sort of shite that everyone does that is great. And I exercise a bit now and all that. But for me, the worst thing I was trying to do is slow my mind down. My mind is an extremely fast mind. I let it off now. I let it off for a ramble. I let, like, as you've, if you've heard the podcast. <laughs> Um, I have. I love the podcast. Do you? Well, thanks very much. <laughs> I, got, I haven't a clue. I don't know because a few people have said to me, you know, I don't thank people on the podcast. I don't um, thank my family. I don't do the kind of run of the mill because if I was having a conversation with you and at the end of the conversation event, thanks very much. I just like to thank my family. You'd be like, what the fuck? Well, I don't know. <laughs> For me, this is a conversation that we're having that other people are listening in on. Yeah. So I can't go around randomly. You see, this is where my madness comes in. I can't randomly thank people because then it'd be like, who the fuck thanks people at the end of a conversation? Anyway. Uh, yeah, so trying to compress my mind and all that. Uh, when you try and compress energy, you could make a bomb. Mm. So I learned trying to compress my mind was a major factor of my meltdowns. Because yeah. I compress it and, and, keep, and I was trying to keep everything stable and I was trying to keep everything right. And I was trying to make sure everything worked. And I was just dragging myself apart. I was like the fucking fawn or the deer getting dragged under the water. I was being ripped apart. And I mean... I couldn't see it at the time, so I just kept smoking more hash. And then it got worse and worse and worse because as my stress got worse and worse, as I was getting older, it got worse and worse and worse. And then I was just having more and more meltdowns, not realizing I was inducing it by adding more drugs into my system, mm. trying to do something to which I can say for me, I'm not saying for everyone else. I know there's people that smoke hash all their life and they have no issues. I'm going to just for me, for me, it was making me worse because my mind was so fast. I was literally compressing too much energy. And then by the time my mind came back, I'd lost one or two days mm. and I still had seven days to do. Mm. So I was under a ton of pressure then, you know, so like I'm trying to say to you, <coughs> um, you know, Give up the weed. Um, <laughs> and then your brain will be like, what? I'd be wide-eyed and go, no, I couldn't. I'm not saying give it up today. I'm saying in time, have a look at it. No, I definitely, I want to. That's like, that's my plan. I really want to. Like, and I'm not saying I can't because like I'm addicted and like, I, oh, you know, like it's not the time for me because of that. Hmm. It's, it's more like... I don't know. I feel like oh, I, I oh, it's so bad to say, but I do feel like I need it emotionally right now, <laughs> like for my emotions right now. That's OK. Like, and and not I'm not smoking weed like like I still get my emotions, but I feel like it's more like it's not about myself. I don't get hmm. so when I'm high, <laughs> I don't get so down about myself, like <laughs> things to do with myself. I still cry at adverts and I still like, I still like 
heartbreak sob over like dramas on TV, like where I feel like I'm dying and I'm high. Yeah, but yeah. it's but for myself, like, and I feel like I've got so much that I could just like break down about right now. <laughs> and you know something, like this is a great podcast. It's probably great for me. So to see, I'm I do you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to become narcissistic. <laughs> Don't uh, do that. No, I'm fucking going over there. I'm leaving you to fuck. That's the cool camp. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the cool camp. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was only thinking about that yesterday. Going, yeah, I'm definitely going into the narcissistic gang. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and make it cool for them. Uh, it hit you might me. Just get like a part of your brain removed for that, though, because you'll have to remove just your like whole empathy. And I don't know if that's yeah, possible. yeah, yeah. The lo- yeah, I'll have to get a lobotomy. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes. Yeah, that is probably yeah. Uh, yeah. what, um, what it was all about. <laughs> probably, probably. No, like just I'm losing my train of thought now. But <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No, yeah. Go on, go back. I'm absolutely losing my train of thought. See, that's me. Um, we were you... talking about weed. <laughs> yeah, we see. There you go. I mean, even going back into the weed, I'm forgetting myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, big. I was talking about that. I've got two big emotions I feel for right now. Yeah, if I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, years <laughs> ago, when I was, you know, I don't know. Look, I won't say what part of the world you're from, but in Ireland, we have a, a, a program called EastEnders, right? Oh. Well, yeah, I'm from, I can say I'm from London because it's like the biggest yeah, city okay. in the UK. Anyway. So I don't think you'll pick me out of that. <laughs> so for anyone outside of England or Ireland, uh, we think called EastEnders. And it's, what would you call it? A drama? It'd be like East End London. Opera, and- but if you don't have that, they don't have that anywhere else. Is there? So yeah, it's just like a drama, but it's like yeah. runs every day, doesn't it? So it's just constant. Yeah. It's constant drama. And like, <laughs> I used to watch it and... I wasn't able for it. I wasn't able for EastEnders years ago. And it's as you know, it's not exactly Grey's Anatomy where someone's like, it's not like really, really heavy stuff. <laughs> I just wasn't able for it. And my wife, Emma, used to say to me, what's wrong with you? It's fucking a bit rough, isn't it? It's a bit rough. You know what I mean? Because it was too real for me. Because that's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. I mean, these dramas, and I'm not giving out about them, but I am, they're, they're kind of like a reminder of what you came from that you don't want to be, but then they're constantly in your face. Mm. I wasn't able for them. And I remember going to see a film with a, 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 one of my best friends, and it was called uh, Brothers. It was a war film about um, in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. In Afghanistan. I'm fucking stoned. <laughs> In Afghanistan, you know the country I'm trying to fucking say. Say it back to me, so I'm stoned. Afghanistan, Afghanistan. I don't Afghanistan. even know. Were you smoking? Were you? <laughs> you better not be, because I'll pick up on people's fucking emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoned. <laughs> and your mom is in Afghanistan, and he had to kill someone else, and it really, you know, he had to kill him in order for him to survive. So the, the people in, in Afghanistan were making him kill his other soldier friend and then he'd survive. And it just fucked with my head. It, it was like, because I'm not saying they did it. Um, 
because there's people that listen to this from Afghanistan. So <laughs> I have to say, look, we love you too. Um, but at the same token, it could happen. Yeah, no, it, it, no, it has happened. Hmm. It has happened. There's so many people on this world that it has happened. You don't have yeah. to know the person and or have a fact written down story. It has happened. That's yeah. what gets me when I watch these things. It has happened. I'm the same. I'm the same. And it just, like... It just cuts through you so badly, doesn't it? That it it's like someone goes in, grabs your heart, rips it out, holds it in front of you, and goes, So I'll give you this back in about an hour, but you have to cry unnaturally. <laughs> and like for me, I'm not much of a crier, which meant I was the typical Irish push down the emotion. Oh. Don't cry. Cause like couldn't cry when I was a child. When I was a child, I used to get beat and they used to try and make me cry. So oh. I wouldn't cry. And I forgot to stop that when I became an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. as an adult, I wouldn't cry, but all my emotions were being pushed down. And which made me fucking 10 times worse. So anyway, um, I couldn't watch this stuff. I couldn't, like, my head was fried for two weeks after watching Brothers. And I think that film was 2009. Mm. Now, that was when I was at the really worst case scenario. I done my wrist in in 2009. Mm. I remember it was about two weeks afterwards before I settled. You know? Yeah, yeah. It gets you and it, like, it totally stays with you, even though, yeah, it's not real. It's a film or it's a drama, like... Mm. It's the story. It's the and also someone has also even if it hasn't happened, someone's written that. Who thought that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know the one you're talking about, but I've seen films or dramas and like awful things happen. And even if it hasn't happened in real life, someone's written that story. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're in the fucking really really hypersensitive gang, aren't you? Oh. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. I can say thankfully today I'm not. Right. Mm. Now, how I got over that is not exactly pretty. Mm. It's not pretty how I got over that. Um. After 2009, it took me two weeks to recover from that. It took me literally two weeks to recover. And as you know, the ruminating in my head, why? Who the fuck does that? Like, and then I was empathizing with your man beating him to stay alive. And then I was empathizing with your man that was being killed. And I was sorry to sorry to interrupt, but have you seen the film Dead Man's Shoes? It's by Shane Meadows, who does um This Is England. I don't know if you've seen that either. Oh, no, no, oh you've no. got to see, well, no, because you don't like them though, do you? You can't do it to yourself. Because yeah, no, I I that I like I love them. These really, really yeah. Films, but then yeah, I like it really affects me. <laughs> so you watch them and then you get in, you, you watch them and then your head is fucked up, is it? Yeah, I watch them because I, I also like, I do, I think they're amazing that people hmm. can act like that as well. Like the actors, like in these British, like mostly I'm talking about like British and, and Irish actually. I know quite a few Irish um, films hmm. as well, dramas. Not like the Hollywood movies, really, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, um, yeah the, the, the acting is just incredible as well. Like, I'm like, yeah. wow, wow, yeah. Yeah, they do be. No, I can, I can, today I can watch stuff. 
I can watch mm. any film today. I couldn't years ago. Like even years ago, I'd be watching more Lord of the Rings and fantasy films where dragons and stuff like that. Mm. And mm. as you can see in the background, the dragons, I love me dragons. But <laughs> my wife used to, how can you, how can you watch a dragon film, but you can't watch like a real life war film? Mm. Because it's not real. Mm, mm, exactly. The dragon, the dragon is, is not real. It's imagination at its best. It's absolute imagination at its best. Um, whereas the real films, like war films, did happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the worst of the worst when you're in a war <laughs> situation. What I, I don't watch the war ones. The war ones are too much for me. I really don't like mm. those. I can't do it. Yeah, they, they, because really what you're dealing with is what we have inside of us. Mm. That nature. I'm not saying we're all killers, right? But you have that internal nature in you that you, I mean, I'm not on about people with BPD. I'm on about humans. Mm-hmm. When you look at this, you're going, oh my God, I'm part of this. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like, again, yeah. again, the crocodile, I'm not a crocodile. I don't snap out of water. I don't lunge in a sense of, as a crocodile does, like in water. But when you're looking at another human being doing these atrocities, you're there going, Jesus, we have that capacity within us to do this stuff. And it's so scary because there's a part of you going, I wonder are you like that? <laughs> you know, and then your head is like, what? <laughs> and you're freaked yeah. out. There's people around that really are really like also really bad and like 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 if you watch one or like about like an awful awful like murderer, uh, they're they're they are really real like they are really real and the mm. only reason it doesn't seem like there's as much anymore, I think, is because obviously we've got like such like high police stuff these days and like. So it just you couldn't have as more as many serial killers because they would more likely get caught before they became serial killers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have many, many murderers still. (laughs) We do. No. According to statistics, we're at the best time of our life. Um, you know, and believe it or not, that's from English records. Um, so according to the English records, we're actually at the best time of our life. The murder. Crime, why? Oh, murder! Yeah, we're at the best time. <laughs> According to your records, thankfully, ye kept records going back to one thousand and eighty-three, something like that. So, I mean, yeah. you're pretty good with records. Um, <laughs> According to your records, we are literally living in the best times of our life. I wonder why that is. Well, you've just right. The, is, I didn't. I, I don't think that it, because I don't think that the police deters. The murder, though, I think that it, uh, I think that it, like you'll get put in prison more likely, like you'll be captured more likely. But I don't what? think it's, it stops people from doing that sort of thing, does it? I really, I like. No, the the funny thing I'm looking at with humans is, when I say me, I mean the fucking books I listen to. Not, I don't, <laughs> you know, wake up like the Dalai Lama and get divine inspiration from <laughs> reincarnation of Buddha or somebody. I listen to a lot of books and because I'm a dopey bastard, I'd listen to the book maybe two or three times to get in. Um, <laughs> that's the truth. I have the attention span of a turnip. But, <laughs> yeah. 
And what what these scientists are saying is this. So we live in better times because we have a better social system. In other words, we have sanitation. Mm. And because of sanitation, we became more cleaner. When we became more cleaner, um, we became healthier. When we became healthier, we started to kind of spread out a bit and then form towns and villages and cities and whatnot. And then we became more social because we depended on each other. In other words, the baker was baking the bread and the horseshoe person was doing the horseshoe. And we realized that if we come together, we can actually be, build a society. Um, because we had a bit more money, we didn't need to kill somebody. You see, it's only the desperate that really act out. I'm not on about today where you're genuinely, you know, a psychopath or whatnot, and mommy and daddy hurt your feelings when you were a kid and you're going around dressing in her dress while stabbing someone like fucking Norman Bates. As a society, we got together and we started to kind of help each other. Mm. And the law is a major factor. So one of the bigger things about human beings is when we're being watched. When we're being watched, we become better. So the law actually did have a huge role to play in it in a sense of the police were patrolling the streets back then. Um, they're not like today where I, I know in London, you have like one of the highest um, cameras on the streets on the planet, which I love. Same. A lot of people hate. A lot of people go, we're losing our freedoms. You should not allow all this. Blah, 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 blah. Again, this is my opinion. I love it because reasons being is this. I want somebody watching me if some fucker robs me and runs off and they're going, yeah, he's here, he's here, he's here. And, and I, you know. And exactly. exactly. I don't mind being watched. don't want cameras on you if you're doing something wrong. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind being much. Do you know, <clears throat> this is going off. <clears throat> I have to take one of these. Strepsils. Absolutely. The only reason I'm saying this is you fuckers, you felt sorry for me. The, rest <laughs> of the dedication I put into this podcast. <laughs> oh, when I'm sick, I'm not one of you felt sorry for me. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm reading up on at the moment? I'm going off topic quickly to go back. <laughs> I'm reading up on the Chinese social credit system, right? Because okay. everyone's afraid this is where we're going with our digital digital certs and you know we're becoming like the, the social democratic system of China. So I started reading up on this social credit system, right? Yeah. They, have a, they have a I love it. <laughs> I swear to God, I love it. I it's I'm there going. I hope they bring that in. <laughs> Even though I'm not vaccinated, so I don't have a digital cert. I'm oh, not what, allowed... a, a chip inside you. Yeah, I don't care. Is that yeah. what it is? I don't no, know what it is. It's not a chip inside you. What is it? No. See, I I've no, I'm only a couple of hours in, so I'm not gonna say I'm really versed on this. <laughs> oh I am open to Correction, right? But in China, it's as simple as this. Now, I am listening to a book on the Chinese culture, and I'm going back 
to the dynasties and stuff like that. Because I want to try and get inside the <laughs> This is the shite my brain puts me through. No, it's important. That's so important. That's so important. Yeah. If you want to find out about them now, you've got to know about the, their past. Yeah. And I'm going back to the, the dynasties. Um, Kubla Khan. All these dudes. So I'm going back well into there to try and empathize where they are today. Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting enough as well as, as, a, as a country, they were well, you know, a lot of people came in English again. You fucking love taking over the whole world. Don't, don't. The, I'm, I'm more oh. Irish though than English, but Fair yeah. Pleasure. Fair pleasure. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, London. Liber- Do you know something? Liber- we call Liverpool the capital of Ireland. Because so many people wanted to go to America, got sick on the boat going to Liverpool and just stayed in Liverpool. Uh, But either way, the Chinese, right? So up to date, current, what? See, the Chinese culture is a very manners, Mm. dignity, respect, respect your elders, have respect for your fellow human being. They're really big on respect from what I'm listening to. They're really big on community. They're not like the West, whereas I can make it. I'm going to do this. I could be a millionaire. They're very much on how can we all help each other type of community. Mm -hmm. Right? They're not one bit interested in the me generation. I'm going to be a millionaire. They're very much like how can we all help each other? Again, from what I'm reading. So anyway... What they have is this social credit system where your phone, Mm. it does track you, right? But what I love, I swear to God, I love this. This is like for me. So what you get is points. They give you a a thousand points to start off with. And there's people watching you. So in your community, there's an actual person going around watching. And they'll see Sean Keyes and... I seen Sean out today and he was sweeping the path. And they'll write that down. And I'll get a couple of points for that. So I'll go up points because this person was watching going, I seen Sean out sweeping his path or sidewalk or whatever they call it in America. <laughs> and um, they'll actually give me more points. Or I seen Sean today and he was actually, this lady was trying to bring in her shopping or grocery shopping and he helped her in. These people are watching you to give you more points. And you get more points. Here's the thing about getting more points. Well, this is what they do in China. This is what they do in China at the moment. Right? So you get more points. You now maybe have 1,050 points, right? When you're going shopping for your grocery shopping, because you're getting more points, you get them cheaper. But you still get money in another way. You still get, like, to work. work. Well, you go and work and you get paid. The, the, the point thing is just an extra thing on top of their society. You work, you get paid. Yeah, it's just an okay. extra thing. Okay, I like it. Yeah, okay, I like it for that it's idea. Just an extra yeah. thing on society. When you work, you get paid. That's just, yeah, you get okay. paid. I mean, there's millionaires in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going too, too much into it. Like, it's yeah, a fun not- <laughs> it's not like you work and then nobody gets paid and the government gives you whatever you feel they want. <laughs> no, no, there's billionaires in China. There's people that are extremely poor in China. It's not that's like, a, 
thinking about them as well like what about like well I could think it would be a good way actually for homeless people to then um maybe get some kind of money thing if you don't work in China you don't get you don't eat what about the point though do you not get points if you swept the street and you were homeless but you didn't have a job would you not get some points you would um I don't know the answer to that one (laughs) I I didn't see the homeless Tell me when you finish the book. I will actually, I'm loving it. Now, the other thing then is this. Let's just say you are up the town and you start shouting at your child. Mm. Somebody watches you. They write that down. You'll go down below your credit score. (laughs) Now the problem is when you're doing your grocery shopping, the food is more expensive. Oh, okay. Right? So mm. what now the reason I like this is nothing got to do with China. As I just said to you earlier on, with the police, it's a scientific fact that when you're watching somebody, they will act better. Act. Right? There's mm. nothing a human being can do about that. That's our nature. To give you an example. What they done was with the human, with the when they were studying humans and the brain and all this, and this is a different book I was listening to. Um, they had this kind of a, a tea jar in a company where you know pay for the tea. Mm-hmm. What they did is, you know, would you will you contribute towards the tea? And they just mm-hmm. had a jar there and you throw in your 50p or whatever. Not many did it. Mm-hmm. Right. What they done was when they figured out that human beings require other human beings to look at them. And if you're not sure how really defined this is, you've children, I've children. You see the little (laughs) fuckers when they're two years of age and they shouldn't know any better. And they just turn the head around really (laughs) quickly to see you looking before they stick their hand into the dirty black ashes. That type of stuff. (laughs) How do they initially know to look before they do stuff? It's in our nature, right? What they've done in in this building was when they figured this out, so we'll say about 30% were putting money into the jar for the tea. Mm -hmm. They literally put a pair of eyes (laughs) on a photocopy under the, would you please contribute towards the the tea? And it went up to something like 70%. (laughs) The fact that they just photocopied eyes looking went up to 70%. You see, we do require, as a species, people looking at us to act. Did you look? All you have to do is, you know, these people who are one way outside and one way inside. You know, street house devil, as they call them. Uh, You know, because they're being watched. Yeah. You know, it's like they're all grand outside and inside they're fucking lunatics. Um, (laughs) The only reason I'm the same way, I'm the same way inside, outside, because my father was a street angel house devil. I hated it. I fucking hated the fact that he was one way and one way, which meant he could do it. Yeah, my mom's a bit like that. Yeah, mm. I hated it, and I I'm deliberate. I'm a I'm as big a prick inside my house as I am outside, and I'm yeah. as 
gentleman inside my house as I am outside. I was thinking about this recently. Like my, I made a new friend recently and she was like, oh yeah, she, she said she could tell that I could be a bit fiery. And I mm -hmm. said, I'm so glad you said that because I, I hate the thought of anyone thinking I'm just really sweet and nice all the time because I'm not. Because yeah. if I ever exploded one day, people would think I was just a nutcase. But if they could tell I was a bit fiery, then it was all right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't give you. I didn't give you can admit you're a nutcase, your grant. You're like, do you know the way? I was playing a board game last night with the kids, and they didn't understand that you have to get six to start the game. Mm. I think if you can admit you're a nut job, that's your six. <laughs> you can, like you, you're on the game. You can start. It's only people that are like, no, I am not a nut job. Mm. You're yeah. <laughs> I was at my most nut jobby when I was trying not to be a nut job. <laughs> fucking yeah. now than I ever was because I realized I'm a nut job. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to finish up with China because Zimmy Hey Gun, you didn't finish China. Oh, yes, tell me. Right. Anyway, so basically in China, then if you're acting the bollocks, mm. you'll get less points. Now, so what happens is this. If you don't pay your tax in China, so they do get paid and they have to pay their tax. So it's not like what people think. Mm. If you're really acting the bollocks, they'll put your fucking face up on the fucking billboards. This person has not paid their tax. Really? Yeah. And they said they, compared to other countries, have like, again, something like over 70% more than, say, America where they mm -hmm. have to pay their own tax because nobody wants their fucking face on a billboard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they actually get in huge revenue from people who otherwise wouldn't pay their tax. But obviously, like, it's, it's, don't you think it's also quite messed up from the Chinese government to do that? Well, <laughs> um, right, I'm going to be honest. From a parental point of view, no. Because they have to run a massive country with the largest population on the planet. Mm. They need everything in place. They, they're too large to act the bottom. They place for their power and for their... Mm. They're too big. Um, <laughs> again, if you... What's the other thing? Your groceries will be more expensive. You're not allowed to book a first-class ticket on an airplane. If you really act the bollocks. Oh, right? I see that, yeah. If you're like, um, if you're drinking too much, you're not allowed to book a first class ticket on an airplane. And right? does it work for like the people in government too? Are there people watching them or do they just get slipped under the radar? Everybody, as far as I know, this is like across the board. Um, yeah, because some people, there was one man there and his, his credit score went down really low. He couldn't even get a plane ticket. So he had oh. to get it. You couldn't, it actually goes low enough that you're not even allowed, like, when you're not allowed to get a plane ticket, you have to get a train ticket. If, you're, if it goes below that, you can only get a bus. And he, well, he was only able to get a bus. He said, like, I could have flown, you know, in China internally from one hour or four hours on a train, but it took me 10 hours to get back on a bus. And that's the deterrent. Mm. He was determined to get back up because he had to fly for his business. Mm. And now it was costing him huge amounts of time, just like the weed is costing you. 
<laughs> you have your own social credit system going on where you're smoking weed and then you're losing time. <laughs> yeah, literally. Or like your own version of China going, <laughs> you smoked weed last night. I did. Yeah, that's two days gone from you. So you're, <laughs> you are China. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it yourself. You don't even realize it. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. For me, I love that system. Number one, I don't act the bollocks. I don't take days off work. I don't be strangling my kids, even though I joke quite a lot about doing it. <laughs> um, and because the kids can hang you out to dry as well. The kids can tell on you. And if they're telling you, you lose points. And I would be, <laughs> I, as a child, I would be hanging my parents out to dry left, right and centre going, <laughs> Right again, no points. Shopping's gone up. You know that type of way. So, I mean, for me as a child, I would have loved that system going, I can fuck ye over if you're fucking me over. Mm. I would have loved it. I would have fucking <laughs> like, yeah, they bet me again. Uh, shopping's gone through the fucking roof. Stop, <laughs> <clears throat> Stop beating me. <clears throat> Stop calling me a fucking monster. You know that type of way. I'd be like, I would have loved it. So even as an adult, I love the idea that my children could hang me out to dry if I wasn't being a, a good parent. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love, I, yeah. I yeah, I like that. Definitely. Why should you not be held accountable as a parent? Yeah, no, definitely. In the parental ways. But then it also, if people with the people who were employed to watch, if they just didn't like someone for some reason, Hmm. Like racism come into it, can't it as well for that? There is that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think I think it's a a good idea, but I think also I think it would also definitely do what it's intended to do. hundred percent. It would it would make probably less crime. The government would have more money. People would be better and everything. But I think it also yeah. would make lots of people would go down for no reason. What I like about you see now. This is probably where my 29 or 31 traits of autism comes in, black and white, and very, very non-emotional in certain ways. I love the simplicity of it. Mm. If you act out, you're going to be punished. China has one of the lowest crime rates on the planet mm. because they don't tolerate it. You act the bollocks in China. You're going, if, you go, if you act the bollocks like in a bad way in China, they just shoot you. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then, they, and then they bill your family for the bullet. <laughs> yeah. In other but words, people like mental health problems, like bad ones. Like you want to keep your mental health fairly in check. <laughs> <laughs> like want, again, right? This is a mental health podcast. Here's my argument about mental health. If you would act the very same way with a rugby player who's 24 stone and full of muscle, then you're <laughs> If you would have a meltdown with somebody who, and this rugby player is highly violent, in other words, he will kill you. If you would act the very same way with him as you would with everybody else, you're definitely mentally ill. <laughs> right? If you would not act that way 
with this person who has a very short fuse and would absolutely beat you to death, hey, there's a possibility you might recover. <laughs> and I love that analogy. For reasons being is, again, the human brain looks at a person and in a split second, the brain can determine whether they will get away with acting out or not. That's not me saying it. That's the scientists that study the brain. In a split second, they look at a person and they know the tolerance of what they'll get away with. Mm-hmm. And a highly sensitive person would probably be even better at that. Yeah. So if you would attack somebody in a fit of rage, make sure you're going to attack the 24 stone, you know, <laughs> over 300 pounds, if you're going pounds, um, <laughs> there that has a short fuse attack them and i love that analogy because i use it with myself you know what i mean so that way then i'm the same way with the kids in that sense of going you know would i fucking just randomly slap an adult mm. you know no i've given my kids a slap once or twice or three times over their lifetime depending on <clears throat> if they've put their if i've slapped my children if they put their siblings in danger mm. You're getting a fucking slap. I don't give a shit who you are. If you're an adult and put my kids in danger, you're getting a slap. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're a 24-stone rugby player, you're getting a fucking slap. <laughs> yeah. um, but no. So, yeah, I love it because it kind of grounds you. Because you have to question yourself then and go, well, would I do that to this person? Mm. You know, and if not. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I, I feel like I... I can like control myself. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I probably could in every situation, but there's situations where I don't have to so much. So I don't, I've, I like maybe a few times in my life have I acted like a nutcase in like public, do you know what I mean? Sober, yeah. like not sober, probably have more, but it's like, oh, she's just drunk. So it, right, right. it covers over it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. sober, only a few times um, have I actually acted really like a nutcase, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And, and the drunk it's thing... It's always been it... for reasons, though, anyway. Like, it's always been for reasons. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's another case I'll argue. We don't randomly just have meltdowns. Yeah. We have our reasons. The case I argue against the meltdowns is, are they justified? mm So I'll compare myself to a very um, neurotypical patient human being. And that's my scale. What do they do? Mm -hmm. How do they react? How do they respond? Not react, actually, respond. So I'll scale myself with a person like uh, my father-in-law. Might as well say it. He's the most patient human being I know. Absolute gentleman. You couldn't, like... It's like God made a version of himself if there is a God and just went, dear. Because <laughs> he's unnaturally patient. Mm. Doesn't curse. Doesn't, he just is, right? Genuine salt of the earth human being. So I just scale myself off him going, how would he respond? Now, I don't always act like him. Because I then choose not to. In other words, going, no, no, no. I... But then my actions are actions that I'm choosing. So I do reflect on that a lot because 
you have one side of me that has the capacity to be the crocodile and the other like him as a koala bear, and then I'll choose it. But at all given stages, I'm making a choice. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. In all given, like, you know, and I'm saying that consciously saying, is, is there a stage when I'm not making a choice where, in other words, where I'm getting overstimulated, where, you know, if you're getting overstimulated, being drunk or you're then out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very rare with me today because I'll remove myself. I literally remove myself. I will walk away. Mm-hmm. I can feel, I can feel myself going and the mad fucker coming out going, oh, they're going to get it. And I'm going, oh, you need to go. And I remove myself. So mm-hmm. it's very rare today. Years ago, I just, I'd react. I'd, because, again, this is an argument, and I don't know how true it is with everybody, but with me, in my head, when the kids, we'll say, right, the kids are acting up, in my head, I'm going, so I'm going to walk over now, and I'm going to fucking slap them in the back of the head. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's a taunt in my head. And that's my first red flag for me, right? So I get that taught. When they're acting out, I, I go over and fucking hit them a slap in the head, and that'll fucking sort them out. Now, I then will say to them, listen, will you calm down, right? Or stop. Generally, because they're kids, and they're really... Our, my kids are great, but they're fucking kids. So generally, they don't stop. Which is exactly what they should be doing as children, right? Because they're children. So then they continue acting out. And, in, and then in my head, I go, I'm fucking going to hit them now. But I can feel myself elevating. Right? That's my second warning. And this all happens like very, very fast in my mind. But that's my second red flag. Then I say, listen, guys. If you don't stop. Remove yourself. So like. Then I'll ask one of them to remove themselves from the room. You, out. Go on, go into the sitting room. Go on, you're messing too much, right? Now, if that doesn't happen, I'll remove myself. I'm gone then. I'll just go, I'll, just, I'll go to the toilet, I'll sit down, I'll spend two or three minutes. Inside the toilet, I'm fucking killing them. I'm killing them. I'm fucking giving them the biggest beating they ever got in my fucking head. And a fucking fucker's... Fucking, fucking, fucking killing them. <laughs> then I calm down and I go, right, because you can't kill them. And because uh, we have this social credit system. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I come out of the toilet then and I go, listen now, I'm telling you now, if you don't stop, every sweet that's in this house, I'm going to put it into the bin. And I will. Right? That generally gets them to <laughs> Generally, because you see, you need a deterrent, right? But you know what I started doing a couple of weeks ago, and I'm loving it because there's a part of me that wants to kick the shite out of them. <laughs> I'm being honest. And I need to feed that, that part of myself. I need to feed that fucking internal rage because I'm a highly violent human being. And I'm <laughs> saying that, which is why I'm not violent. 
Anyway, I got this new little trick a couple of weeks ago, and I'm loving it. When they're really getting on my fucking nerves, and I mean getting on my nerves, do you know what I'm starting to do? Tickle them, right? <laughs> so I go over and I start tickling them. But inside my head, I'm going, ah, this is great. You little fucker, yeah. Ah, ah, yeah. Because number one is I'm touching them, which my mind wants me to do, wants me to kill them. I'm touching them with my fingers and my left hand is a legend because it is fucked up where it's really spiky, right? And I've been tickling them like, fuck. And they're going, ah, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, fucker, yeah, die in my head and I'm dying, you bastard, you die. But I'm not saying that in my head I'm going to die because I think I'm full of electricity. And they're laughing at me and I'm going, yeah, yeah, fucker, yeah, you'll die oh, now. That's such and a good fun. And you know something? It, Number one is they're laughing, so it distracts them from being a bollocks. Number <laughs> two, I'm imaginarily killing them. <laughs> Soothes that fucking psychopathic mind that I have. And number three, I'm happy walking away because nobody's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of loving that new technique I have. Um, no, I'm not taking them, hurting them. I'm not like... No. I'm not digging my fingers Tickling in. Tickling is torture, though. Yeah. I feel like that's what my dad used to do. My dad might have done that to me, though, Sean, because <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Maybe he was doing that because he used yeah. to torture me with tickles and not stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, we have a rule in our family because when I was younger, I got tickled and it really flares my eyes like I would fucking kill you. Um, because I was held down and tickled and I didn't like the feeling of being held down. So there is a rule in our family. If I'm tickling you and you tell me to stop, I stop straight away. Yeah, right? it, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's brilliant. Do you know what the kids done to me there the other day after I tickled them? Right. And it was the most horrific thing I've endured as an adult. Is they all lunged <laughs> at me and started tickling my neck. Right now. Which instantly brought me back to when I was being a child, held down and tickled. And I got this extreme anxiety going through me and I start going, ah, ah, ah. I'm sorry to laugh. You were fucking thinking this was hilarious. And inside I was there going, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. And I was going, you can't kill them. (laughs) Chinese are watching. (laughs) But you know what I did, which was weird. I endured it. Because I'm mm. an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not anymore. And at any stage, I can literally stand up. They're kids. <laughs> I'm way stronger. And I endured it. And it was horrible. <laughs> I hated it. But at the same token, I'm even scratching my neck now thinking about it. <laughs> at the same token, it was lovely because it was the first time I was ever tickled. And I'm going to be honest, I loved how they were overpowering me as an adult and they were all getting their little fingers in and tickling my neck. And I loved that. I thought that was really cute in its own way. You know, it was, it was horrible. It was, and now that they've realized that I find it horrible, any chance, every time I'm sitting down now and any chance to get the tickle. Oh, no. Which is horrible, right? But I have to get over it because it's lovely in its own weird way. <laughs> Yeah, that's my new technique. That's my new technique. Tickle the fuckers. No, don't dig the fucking nails in. Don't <laughs> <hunt> then. 
Don't be oh, you just that was a great technique, Sean. I don't know why my children's fucking ribs are off those though. You know, Sean said it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, make sure you don't bruise them. <laughs> you know. Kids. <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to the hash. Back to the hash. Oh, I, yeah. Right. If you want to give up, the, how, how, you know something? I, yeah, I done my drugs in my day and I met my wife and thankfully, you know, I didn't realize it at the time. But I notice now with, with reading books, you're not addicted to something. You just have nothing better. Mm. The brain, like, and there's going to be a lot of people going, fuck you when I say this, right? But research it and come back to me and say, no, there isn't. There is such a thing as an addiction. There's not. There's a, such a thing that you don't have something better. And the brain is like, you can fuck off if you think I'm letting go of this. Mm. Unless you can find something better. I found, I didn't find my wife. <laughs> Look at you, Look at you and I found her. When I when I met my wife, I, <laughs> she's hiding in this fucking alleyway. <laughs> down there, hiding on you. Why? Because you're going to be my husband. Something. <laughs> if only she knew. That's how we all appear. That's how we all appear. Yeah, That's yeah. Why. If only she knew. Mind you. A couple of years ago, when I got better, I said to my wife, would you do it all again? You know what I mean? Would you do it? Like, I put my wife through fucking hell. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my wrist alone was enough to walk in on that. That was enough. And I just said to her a couple of years ago, would you do like, would you do it again? Would you, if you had a choice, being honest, would you go back and, you know, go through everything you went through with me? Yeah. I said, what? Yeah, I would. You're a good man. She goes, you think you're a fucking monster, but you're not. You're a good man. And I was there going to be head. Jesus, that was lovely to hear, to be, to be quite honest with you. And this is even with the kids and all. She goes, I wouldn't have kids with anyone else but you. I was fucking stunned. Uh, I was there uh, going, Jesus Christ. She goes, Sean, you think you're a fucking monster and you try and run yourself down a lot, but you're a good human being. You're a good man. So, of course, I couldn't handle it. So I said, fuck you. <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> so, hey. Yeah, you're a fucking nightmare. I wouldn't go near you. Hey. <laughs> you know, I know I would. I would. I, I would. If I had to do it, like. My wife, I had shit with her, too. And I mean, that's life. And we're 20 years together. Um, and I'm really proud of my marriage now because we went through years of shit with each other trying to figure each other out. And we have a fucking brilliant marriage now. Really top-notch, solid, absolute marriage. <clears throat> and I never realized how much hard work you have to put into a marriage. And then when we got there, you look back over all them years and go, all right, so that's what all them years were for, to build this. And you appreciate marriage. I appreciate my marriage really so much now in a sense of going, geez, that was a lot of hard work. And we nearly didn't make it a few times. And now we're just solid. You know what I mean? Still going to slag her and slag the kids. Because that's my nature. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it was lovely hearing that. Do you know what I tell you? It's lovely to hear that because 
and, and I did ask her why, because she says you never stop trying to be better. Mm-hmm. That's a simple little thing from the outside looking in with people is I never stop trying to be better, which is going back to your hash story. You don't have to succeed in one goal. You can try it, see what works. To give up anything I ever wanted in life, I had to replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. My mind would, right, when I give up the drink, I replaced it with popcorn. <laughs> um, sounds stupid. I love popcorn. Love it. I mean, love popcorn. And when I gave up the drink, I went to my mind, like, you're not drinking again. When I slipped my wrist, I was like, you're never drinking again. That's just a non-runner. You can't be acting the cunt. You can't be doing that to people. So I did ask my mind, what do you want in return? And my mind went, popcorn. <laughs> I, and I ate a lot of popcorn in the early days when I wanted to drink. Now I probably eat popcorn four or five times a year. Do you know? So I fizzled out of that too. Whereas I was eating popcorn every week as I was on a Saturday night, like I'd be drinking. But if you ask your mind, look, I want to give up the hash. What would you like in return that's non-damaging? <clears throat> Listen to your mind, because it, it will tell you, because the beauty of the mind is it's a wanting mind. It always wants. It's never happy, which I'm very much in favor of. Let it be its own nature. But at the same token, you can use that to your advantage and go, well, what do you want? I wanted popcorn um, to give up the cigarettes. To give up the cigarettes, I wanted to be able to buy, like, I have figurines here and dragons and stuff like that. I wanted to be able to buy stuff that I wanted to buy. My brain yeah. So I did. So now I have stuff in the house that's, you know, there, <laughs> equipment, because I don't smoke. So I can put it into my lungs or I can look at something and look through a camera and stuff like this. And look at the material thing going, geez, I have all this because I don't drink or smoke. Mm-hmm. The next thing I tried to give up was the sweets. And that took me, <laughs> that took me fucking 10 years. <laughs> My brain was not letting go of that bad boy. It was like, you can fuck right off. Um, with the sweets. Do you, know what the, do you know what tipped me over the scale with sweets? And I have to say thank you very much to COVID. <laughs> um, because I can't, I had a severe allergic reaction when I was younger, and nobody knew what happened to me. And my face would swell up, and I used to look like a marshmallow man. And it hadn't a clue. I think it was stress, I think it was pure and utter stress. Um, and my body wasn't able to handle the levels of cortisol my body was, my brain was producing. That's my version because the doctors weren't able to tell me. So, because of that. I didn't take the vaccine because I'm afraid if it goes in and I get this uh, stress again, because your body does get stressed, my brain, my body will go up and I'll swell up again. I'll be like, fucked to counteract the COVID. And it's documented at this stage that sweets and processed food is a major hindrance towards the COVID. You're going to end up being more sick. That's documented. And that was the tipping scale for me, giving up the sweets. I was like, you're not vaccinated. (laughs) You're going to have to do something about this. So I gave up the sweets. So thank you, COVID, because it was the tipping edge for me to get healthy. And the response 
for giving up the sweets was, you know, when I when I was saying to my brain, what do you want in return for this? I'm very conscious to say to my brain, what do you want? And why do you want sweets at the weekends and drink at the weekend and all this? And as it turned out, the weekends I was getting more stressed, so I wanted more sweets. And I was there going, well, then try and not get stressed. Try and have Sunday as much as Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. So that made me respect my stress levels. But the number one thing my brain said, in order to give up the sweets, you're going, your, your reward is health. Mm-hmm. Which is why I got a chest infection. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brain. I know, I, mean, I spray cars and, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I spray cars. I'm, I'm, I'm around solvents all the time. Um, and in fairness, that chest infection was gone on for months. And I didn't get onto an antibiotic for about three months. So, I mean, that's pretty healthy when your body is fighting it for that length of time. But to give up anything, you first have to acknowledge that your brain will want something in return. Mine did. I'm not saying yours, but let's pretend it does. And sit down and actually genuinely ask your brain, well, number one, why? The only reason you're smoking hash is because you're stressed. What can you do to reduce your stress? Have to ask you this. Are you eating processed foods? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't eat um, the best, probably. No, oh. no, I don't. I know I don't eat very well. I stuff my face with, I like binge. I only recently admitted that or realized even actually that I kind of binge eat because I've been so small my whole life Mm. that stuffing my face full of pastries and chocolate and it not affecting my body made me for some reason not realize that I was binge eating. (laughs) So I do, I do binge eat every day. I... so small. I'm so small. <laughs> yeah, look, I like this is going to be uncontro- unconventional, right? I love binge eating. Mm. I think if you're a binge eater, binge. Mm. Again, again, I don't go against my brain. I literally look at my brain and go, I'm highly violent. Great. What can you do about that? Go into the toilet, sit down, de-stress yourself, walk away. Um, cook. I do love. A, I love a lot of cooking. I love to clean. If I'm really, really stressed, I'll clean. You know, I'm burning that energy. I work really hard. <clears throat> One of the boys in work was saying to me, "How do you work so hard?" Because I'm full of rage. There you go. I'm burning off that energy. Um, I love to binge. So I actually, I binge. You would want to see the size of the dinners I eat. They are literally, like, if you move the fork the wrong way, dinner will fall off the plate. <laughs> like, it, this is a massive dinner. And I'll eat that until I'm full. Generally, yeah. I... Generally, it's a good food, though, isn't it? Yes. I, yeah, I'm talking about binging on, like, sweets. And oh, I know that. Yeah, so. I know. Oh, I know. I know that. Because <laughs> I, 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 I done the same thing. Again, what I'm saying is, I took away my sweets, but I never took away my binging. Mm. I don't mm. see binging as a problem. Mm. I took yeah. away, I t- like, I got my bloods back there. You want to see my bloods after binging on full fat, full carbs for three months. Fucking excellent. Except yeah. for Reuben, which shouldn't have been. Excellent. 
my triglycerides are gone down, stuff like this. My HbA1c for um, being pre-diabetic has gone down. My bloods are excellent. Why? Because I don't have any processed food in my system. So, yeah, binge. I'm not. I'm saying binge. Don't try and stop binging. And like I binged for three months on the most highest fat you could find in meat and the highest carbs I could find, quinoa, huge amounts of carbs, white rice, 85% carbs for three months. And I lost two stone. <clears throat> and I was eating dinners. I mean, I was eating until I could not eat anymore. But that's the thing. I'm eating loads of processed food and not putting on any weight. I don't no. want to lose any weight. I do not want to lose any weight. Oh, but you mean you're not losing weight. But I mean, at the same token, there's two things that that's telling me. Number one is you have an extremely fast brain. Mm, I think so. Right. Which, which requires more fuel. Mm. Right. That's like, again, I don't look at myself and go, I'm mentally ill. I look at, me, I look at myself and go, this is how your brain functions. And this is what you have to do about that. You know, I, my brain is extremely fast. So I put a lot of fuel into it. And I mean, your brain as an organ uses 25% of your energy. That's a huge amount of energy for something that's only three pounds. Mm. That is a huge amount of energy. When it uses 25%, I would argue the case people with BPD's brains probably use 30%. Mm. That's why you're able to eat so much but not put on weight. The only problem you're going to get, no more than myself, is you're going to get unhealthy. Yeah, no, I know. No, You're going to be more prone to meltdowns eating processed foods. So it's not that you're going to put on weight. Um, I'm not prone to putting on much weight. I lost about two stone, but I'm not prone. I have a very fast metabolism compared to someone. If my sister had the same amount as me, she'd put on a ton of weight. Because mm, yeah. I burn it off. At the same token, when you look at it from a health perspective and meltdown or not being able to cope, processed food really hinders my ability to cope. Like I, 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 I do everything in a three month. Like that was a three month thing. I done processed foods for three months and um, a month and a half into it, I had to stop because I literally was going to kill the kids. <laughs> and I was like, going, Jesus, like I was getting close. I was getting like, when I say kill, I was going to beat the shit out of them, but you still can't beat the shit out of them. <laughs> um, but I was eating processed foods and a month and a half into eating processed. I'm only talking about normal, what people do. I'm not talking about eating McDonald's every day. I actually never touched McDonald's once in that, in mm. that um, three months I was doing. But I was getting close. I was getting close to fucking really giving them a good fucking hammering. And I, I had to pull it. I had to stop it after a month and a half going, yeah, you're done. Go back on the healthy diet. And that scared me just how much processed food impacted my mental well-being. Mm. Where I was aggressive more. I was angry more. I was tired. I wasn't able to cope. I was making more mistakes in work. The children were driving me through the fucking roof. Yeah. A month and a half before that, they weren't driving me through the roof. So mm. I was looking at this going, Jesus Christ, processed food has the ability to make you an arsehole of a father. Mm. And that's on me. When I looked at that, I went, 
you being an arsehole is on you then. Like, because I generally have a laugh with the kids, have a bit of fun. Um, I have a lot of patience. As a human being, I have a lot of patience. I went from being instantly meltdowns to having huge amounts of patience. Because as I said, I scale myself off my father-in-law and my brother-in-law going, what did they do? You know, and how are they doing it? Mm. When I was eating processed food, I was, I was... like, it's scary to talk about it from my perspective going, because I have to try and look back and go, if I was eating processed food, and I'm only out talking about the general everyday what people eat, I would be a highly violent, shitty father and a brutal husband. Mm. I'd be fighting with them all the time. I'd be, I'd say, I'd argue, I, I probably would be hitting my kids. Mm. I probably would like and that scares me to think that it's just food yeah no it is yeah it's it's yeah it's quite scary <laughs> yeah that's a hundred percent i've done that um where even i feel uncomfortable talking about this because even though i didn't do it even though i didn't hammer the shite on my kids i know the capacity is there within me i know that mm. and it's scary to think that I got close to it by just eating. And I'm talking about, I don't drink. I don't mm. smoke. They bring you further down the road. Mm. Um, I'm just talking about fucking processed foods. Mm. Um, Cause I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I didn't even stay up late. Mm. Oh, an yeah. hour. I, think I don't smoke cigarettes and I, yeah. I don't stay up late. I can't stay up late. <laughs> <Too high. laughs> Can't see up there when you're smoking hash. That's the whole idea of it. See you later. <laughs> what about the munchies? <laughs> um, yeah, you can't. But all right, why don't you do a munt? Do you know the munt I do with people? Mm, yeah, no, I would like to do that. I think. Why don't you do a munt? I mean, and of course you don't have to start now because we're coming to Christmas. And even I got up today, right? Because I haven't weighed myself. I like to let my brain off. I go, hey, are you good? My brain will be like, yeah. But I'm a, I know my brain's a bit of a bastard. And it goes, yeah, sometimes to trick me into eating shite again. But I said to my brain a couple of weeks ago, are you good now? Do you know how to eat? Do you know how to manage your own diet? Do you know how to fucking eat properly? And my brain went, yeah. So I let myself off. I wanted to get to 175 pounds because that's my ideal weight. So what I did is I brought myself down to 167 so I could have my little treats. <laughs> so I could put up a bit of weight. So I could <laughs> and just eat and go, well, 175 is now my threshold. Would you believe 200 pounds was my threshold? Once I got to 200 pounds, I stopped. And I got to 204 before I went on this one. Now 175 pounds is my threshold. That's my you're done. But a couple of weeks ago, I did ask me, Brian, I meant, you know, are you all right? Are you able to manage food? And I'm cooking away and I'm doing whatever I do, but there's no sweets and I'm binging on good food. And so I let my brain off. I said, right, I'll trust you. Off you go. And uh, I love talking to myself in the third person because I know I'm <laughs> a fat bastard. <laughs> it's a wonder I do. I'm only thinking there, I should do a podcast as myself in the third person. <laughs> It would be some 
And today's <laughs> guest is Sean. <laughs> Hello, Sean. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I, I well. must do it. I'm, do you? There you go. I think you should. I think you should talk to yourself in the third person. <laughs> but I got up this morning and I haven't weighed myself in weeks. And I said, do we now weigh in now? Because you're only two weeks away from Christmas. And, you know, I'm getting into the Christmassy going, do you know something? <laughs> have a couple of treats now there's no treats but let's have a couple of treats um so i weighed myself 170 pounds mr con you little beaut <laughs> you're a good boy aren't you my brain was there nodding it's imaginary <laughs> i'm a really good boy and i was there ah, you're a good little boy and i patted my imaginary brain on the head and it was happy and it ran off all excited and you know, I came up here on <laughs> <to> the podcast. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so I'm trusting my brain. So it do the four weeks, right? The thing about doing the four weeks is this. Number one, it works, right? Number two is you'll always fall off the wagon. You know, as you should. You should. I don't live my life not. I live my life with make sure and fall off the wagon rather than don't. I mean, if you live your life where you can't fall off a wagon, how do you know to get back up on it? Mm. I was in work the other day. I was in work the other day. I was really stressed this week with the kids. They really gave me a hammering, right? This week. They fucking gave me a hammering this week. But do you know why? I took an antibiotic and the mm. bastard of an antibiotic made me anxious. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I haven't been anxious in fucking years. And my anxiety came back full fold. And I was there going, what the fuck is this? And my stomach was like a Dyson washing machine spinning both ways. And I was That's like, so interesting. I was like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> anxious like fuck. And I was there, what the fuck is going on here? And it's your brain. <laughs> fuck, what the fuck? Well, sure, you'd hook your fucking antibiotic. I mean, you're after fucking napalm and all your bacteria. Yeah. They're fucking dead now. They're trying to regroup with fucking burnt alive and you're after killing them all. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. And the problem is I can't eat proper food too much because I'm, I end up on the toilet. <laughs> My bacteria there, what the fuck are you doing putting this food in? We're dead, you stupid cunt. We can't <laughs> You're not going to be fucking eating like this for a while. It's made me extremely craving fucking sweets, right? Because, of course, the bad bacteria is still in there going, oh, happy day. (laughs) Bastards are dead. Now is our chance. And I started craving sweets. And I started going, oh, my God, I'm craving sweets. And I know. I don't crave, my bacteria crave. I know this. Every craving you get mm. is your bacteria. It's not you. And I was there going panicking, going, oh, shit, I'm craving sweets. Because I know it's not me craving sweets. I know it's the bacteria. And because I'm anxious, of course I'm going to crave sugar. You're not craving sweets. You're craving sugar. Because you're, when you're anxious, your, bra- your brain goes, oh, shit, you're anxious. Oh, get in sugar in case you have to run away. It's the brain's natural process to make sure you've sugar in your muscles. Mm. And I was there going, oh, fuck, I'm anxious. Oh, shit. I was there going, fuck. And then I started craving sweets. 
And my brain was like, I want sweets, I want sweets, I want sweets. I says, I don't fucking eat sweets. <laughs> you better give me something or you're fucked. And do you know what I did? I went over and bought honey roasted peanuts because they're peanuts and they're honey. <laughs> I started going, do you know what I was saying to you with your brain? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I swear to God, get into a habit of doing that. Because mm. mm. you, you have to nurture that little bastard of your brain that's going, hold on there a sec. I have the most power here. You better fucking give me something or I'm going to take over. And I'm a firm believer. Don't let your brain take over. So I was craving sweets. And my brother was there, what do you want? What do you want? You're not having sweets. What do you want? Right, I want bread. Is that grand? I'll give you bread. <laughs> um, what else? Honey roasted peanuts. That's a grand. I'll give you honey roasted peanuts. It's honey fucking roasted peanuts. It's still in the realms <laughs> of honey and peanuts. It's still one ingredient foods per se. <laughs> I went over and bought a couple of packets of honey roasted peanuts The nicest things I've ever eaten in my life <laughs> I've been sweets in months <laughs> I've eaten these and my brain is going This is gorgeous I said, Shut your fucking mouth Just be happy <laughs> <laughs> My anxiety is through the roof Yay My kids <laughs> were fucking hypersensitive Picked up on it mm. They were like lunatics all week <laughs> And I was there going, oh, these are doing my fucking. And I was holding me fucking stomach. I was, cr- I was, ah, oh, I was cracking. I was cracking all week. I was fucking cracking. And they were doing my head in the morning. And I was there going, oh, they're doing me fucking. Head. I said, and this week, I said it to them. I said it to them. This is the worst I got. I had me worn out by, it was a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, I was worn out. I was worn out. Yeah. And I said, this is, I'm going to say it because like, I, I prefer to be honest. <laughs> That's it. This is fucking enough now. I'm fucking sick of you acting the fucking bollocks. And I was getting all the curses out. And my kids who don't curse, Daddy, you're cursing. I don't give a shit if I'm fucking cursing. <laughs> fucking sick of this shit. I'm fucking trying to get you up all morning, trying to get you ready for school, and you're fucking acting the bollocks. <laughs> you're fucking acting the bollocks. This is not fair. Me and Mammy work fucking hard here all week. We fucking, you think we've nothing better to do. And fucking just fucking live our lives fucking. And, you know, I says, listen, we have to keep this fucking house going. We have to fucking cook and clean. We have to, Mammy's there doing all the work she does. I'm doing all the work I do. It's not all about you. We have to fucking maintain this house. <laughs> Christ all fucking mighty. Would you not just put in and fucking give us a hand instead of fucking fighting all the time? What the fuck are you even fighting over? Right? I says, no. And I was getting worse. I could feel myself getting worse. And, and you know when you're getting worse and worse and worse, your brain is going, oh, this is it. I have the bastard now. And I could feel myself elevating. And I could feel myself getting that elevation that we do with BPD. I was like, and I'm fucking telling you something for now. And my brain was going, oh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. <laughs> and I was there looking, I was there, and I just imaginarily turned my head and seen the cunt coming out, which I don't let out. And I went, oh, shite, that cunt is at the door. <laughs> I mean, I do keep that fella well, well aware. And I, I just, you know, in my mind went, Oh, the other fella's coming out. He's coming out. <laughs> I says, I'm telling you now, 
And just as about my mother's side was about to walk in and take over, and I'd be <laughs> like a bastard then, I, I just went, I'm telling you now, if ye keep fucking acting the bollocks, I'm not doing next week. I'm not doing the mornings. I'm not doing them. That's it. I'm not even getting up in the morning. You can get up yourselves. And I said, how would you like that? Getting up and then doing your breakfast, doing everything yourselves. I says, I'm telling you now, if you keep acting the bollocks with me, I'm not going to get up in the mornings anymore. You can get up, get up to a fucking house that's dark. Get up and do the mornings on your own. And they just looked at me. I says, I'm telling you now, you better fucking stop. Fuck's sake, I have to go to work now and I'm fucking stressed. You know, and I literally went upstairs, got dressed and I went, I'm going to work to my wife. I'm going to work. And I went to work. <laughs> and that was as much as I got last week, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> years ago, I would have fucking lost my head. I would have went fucking ballistic, you know. And that was the worst I got. And on the way to work, I cycled to work. I had to, I was checking in because I do reflect a lot. And I went, Jeez, you were fucking close there, you mad bastard, weren't you? <laughs> I was close. What the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus Christ almighty, they're kids like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'd be very critical of myself because I'm the adult. I don't give a shit if I'm mentally ill. I'm the fucking adult. Mm-hmm. And I went, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sure, I'm fucking anxious. This is what I was doing, cycling to work. I'm fucking anxious, aren't I? Sure, how the fuck are you so anxious? I should have bastard and fucking antibiotics after wiping me out. I'm fucking riddled with anxiety. <laughs> fucking sort yourself out. It's not like you don't know what to do. Sort your fucking self out. So anyway, I was there going, like, they're fucking anxious because you're anxious. The only reason they're anxious is you're anxious. And the poor little fuckers are picking up on your anxiety. They're acting out because they don't know what's wrong with dad. And you're getting annoyed with them because you're not able to fucking mind yourself. Fucking cop yourself on, you stupid cunt. And fucking sort yourself out. Right? <laughs> Went into work, had a cup of coffee with milk, ended up in the jacks again. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm supposed to sort myself out when I'm on the fucking jacks. <laughs> what the fucking antibiotic is after doing to me? It's after making me fucking dairy intolerant. Oh. And that's cracking me up because I love me, I love me bit of coffee with milk, <laughs> just basics. <laughs> and they're going, Christ almighty, this fucking antibiotic. Anyway, very, very long story short. <laughs> I'm reducing my dairy. I came home and I says to the kids, listen, please, just help. Right? We've all a job to do in our house. I have a job in the morning. Mammy's a job to do. We've all jobs to do. Please. Will you just come in with me? And tr- look, I like to mess in the mornings. Ye like to mess in the mornings. And we should be able to mess in the mornings. But just mess while you're getting dressed. <laughs> you see me messing while I'm cooking a dinner. I mess because I do mess in the mornings. And I don't mind you messing. But just mess while we're getting dressed. The next morning, they messed while we got dressed. And it was brilliant. <laughs> Is that the end of my children acting the bollocks? I hope not. Because they're kids. They're supposed to act the bollocks. They're supposed to make mistakes. They're supposed to do stupid things. And they're supposed to do all these things that children should do. I don't want my children reading fucking Ulysses 
by Jen's choice <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> I don't want that. They're kids. But I suppose my point is, is with that, I reflected on it. I reflected that, you know something, it's down to me as the parent. I was the one who was anxious, even though my brain was like, no, nah, they're kids, no, nah, they're doing your head in. I was like, well, sure, you're the parent. Yeah. I, I, I heard a great, a great quote yesterday in a book. If you're getting upset with your children, there's something clearly wrong because they're children. You know, it's like my wife, my wife, a couple of weeks ago, turned around and said to me, you see, when I'm at full strength, she says to me, because my, my daughter, I, told, I think this is hilarious. You're stupid. End <laughs> of that age. And my wife was like offended, going, how come you're not going to correct her? Why would I? I'm a fucking adult. I don't think I'm stupid. And mm. you know something that correlates with what I read in the book yesterday. In other words, why would you be offended by children? Mm. Mm. Be upset with their little minds telling you something about yourself. They're children. And I'm going to really amplify my best with that quote because then I'm going to do my best. Why would I get annoyed with them? They're children. Mm. Now, I'm saying that today. I haven't, I only heard this yesterday, so I'm going to work on it. <laughs> not to say I'm not going to be annoyed next week, but that quote really resonated with myself going, if we're going to get annoyed with our children, their children doing what children do. As an adult, I should have the ability not to get annoyed with them. Mm-hmm. I should expect them to be children. Definitely. I will say I'm not there yet. no 100% it's a hard one it's a very hard one I find though that it's not so much that I'm getting annoyed with my children or what they do it's more that I'm trying to probably be in my own head and they're kind of distracting me from that with their annoyingness do you know what I mean yeah Yeah. like or there's something I need to do or get to and they're not like they're impeding on that or it's not really that they are annoying like I don't know yeah it's yeah obviously you know annoying but not to the point where I'm like angry with annoyance it's more that I'm in here trying to yeah you're in trying to sort out the chaos while they're having external chaos yes yes uh I put headphones on so I put in headphones when my mind is having a moment. A moment, huh? <laughs> when my mind is being a bastard. Um, when my mind is really trying to sort stuff out and the kids are there, um, I'll put in headphones. So the headphones are low enough that I can hear them, but loud enough that I'm distracted. Mm-hmm. While I'm, my mind is trying to balance itself. So now I don't do it all the time. I, that's my, again, it's a coping technique I have. In other words, I don't wear headphones all the time. Mm. But if, I'm, if the kids are getting really stressful for me and, I'm, and that other lad is coming close to the door, I'll just put on headphones, put on music, low enough. Now, I will not put on a podcast. I won't put on something educational like a book. Because then if I'm trying to concentrate on the book. Makes it worse. <laughs> makes it worse because I'm like, will you fucking shut up? <laughs> um, you know, 
I'm trying to be a good parent. Will you shut your fucking mouths? <laughs> on music, so it's low enough that when they're fucking annoying me, I can concentrate on the song. Yeah. And it has to be low enough that I can hear them because, like, you don't want. Yeah, your of course. Obviously. I've, I've got a 14 month old, so that it literally wouldn't be possible to drown out the sound completely. Like, I have to be aware yeah. for him. <laughs> have, you man- have you many kids or? I've got two. I've got a three-year-old and a 14-month-old. Oh, you're in the thick of it, aren't you? <laughs> it's great fun. It's a great fun stage. You oh, are fun. in the fucking <laughs> eye of the storm. I'm going to be honest with you. Ours are eight and five. It's legendary. Even yeah. this morning, you know, they're up. And I think it was the first. Ours are nearly six. Like, the twins are nearly six. The first morning that they're up, and thankfully my wife is getting to just stay in bed. My wife likes to have a little lie on, and I think you should. But this morning was the first morning where she, you know, there was no need to get up. They're okay. They can go up to her if they need her. She's there. Mm-hmm. We sleep with the bedroom door open. It's never closed. Yeah. They, can, they can always come into us, no matter what. And we leave lights on that they can come in. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so it was lovely. But I mean, uh, three years of age and an 18 month. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you. I used to with my son. My son is a pure gentleman. My daughters are the best in the world as well. You know what I mean? I, I, my kids are brilliant. I have to be honest. They're very mannerful children. We can bring them to restaurants and all that. I have to say that about them because I'm always fucking telling jokes about them. Because I find it more humorous to tell a joke and story than the reality of what we yeah. have. Yeah. Nobody likes to hear my children out of the loads of my- oh, fuck off. What the <laughs> <hell>? <laughs> what the my brain is gone because we taught them. <laughs> but we did <laughs> bring them to restaurants. We did say to them, listen, you have to be this, you have to be that. And we taught them. Because you have to do that. You have to expose them to these things. But at the same token, my son, he loves a laugh. He's like me, loves a good laugh, right? Loves a bit of humor and a bit of crack. When I was changing his nappy as a child, I'd, I'd pull down his trousers where I could hold the bottoms of the legs with one hand and I'd whip them off. Right? <laughs> and he used to get really apprehensive about it because he knew it was coming and his eyes would clear <laughs> up. And this morning, anyway, I was changing his nappy and I got it down and I pull his pants down just a little to, so I could grab the legs. And he'd eye, his eyes are wide open. And next thing I whipped them off really quickly and shit went all into my face and into my eye and up onto the ceiling. I was like, oh, and he thought this was hilarious. And my head was full of shit. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And it was horrible. I'm not really like that as a person, but you don't want shit on you. Oh, no. Anyway, I, I couldn't run, right? Because he's on the Yeah, because what you then you're like, you've got a silly baby. You, as a parent, you do, you do override you to be for them. So I was like, <laughs> sink, I'm, I, know, I couldn't even go to the sink and wash my face because I'd shit on my face. But you he's got to finish, finish it, make sure he's safe. Yeah, so thankfully, I had to change and I had the baby wipes and I, I cleaned my face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Of course, you can do that. I cleaned his face and then I changed his nappy and I cleaned it all. And 
he, my eldest daughter, you know, we were getting on with our day. And she goes, Daddy, what's that on the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. That was one of the funniest, horriblest moments I've ever had. With <laughs> um, so yeah, and 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 he was only he was only young at the time, but it is, you know, something. And then like the three-year-old, she's or my daughter. My daughter's two years and four months older. It's busy. It is busy with them. It is a busy time. I can tell you, it does get way easier. It does. It gets I can see it getting easier already. Yeah, yeah. And you know something? I'm going to say this to you. Because I never realized it. Go easy on the eldest. Mm. Right? Go easy on the eldest. Because we didn't. And I'm, I hate saying that, but it's true. We didn't. And when I say go easy, I don't mean we were fucking a nightmare to her. But unfortunately, you forget that they're children too because you're looking at a baby and then you're looking at the fucking eldest. And you, we automatically thought this two years and four month old ex-child was way older. Yeah. And did you say she's a girl as well? So she's she'll be yeah. already more like yeah, advanced anyway. And you know something? There was a stage where I'll tell you what happened. When the twins were two years and four months was when I figured it out. Mm. And I looked at them and went, she's Emma, look, the twins are Amber's age now when they were born. And our hearts sank. Like, it's still a baby. <laughs> our, yeah, our hearts sank. And we went, oh, Jesus, like, she was only a baby too. No, we oh. didn't do anything traumatic to her or we yeah, didn't do anything, yeah. but we expected a bit more come mm. on you know? and I can tell you you know now thankfully we don't we copped on but it's it's heartbreaking as a parent because you don't look you don't know and that's you can't know what you don't know the first child yeah. is going to get the blunt um and you just don't know as a parent but it's heartbreaking looking back and it going fucking hell Jesus we 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 expect we expected more from her because mm. the twins couldn't do it when they were at her age. And we looked at them and she's sure they're not even able to do it. And we expected her to do it. Mm. And God help her. <laughs> but um, yeah, her whole world changed as well, because, I mean, there was only her. And then all of a sudden there was two little people and twins is busy. Yeah, I can't it altered, it altered her little world for her. And, you know. That's something I do reflect on quite a lot to try and make up for in a sense of because it does. And, it, you know, it does. It does catch me in my heart. If, I, if I'm being honest, no. Mm. And, I, and my brain is trying to pull a joke out and I'm not. Yeah. You know, no, because it is. Yep. It's not easy on them, you know. But um, yeah, go easy on the eldest. That's what I would say. Go easy on the eldest because yeah. when the when the, when your youngest becomes of age and you look and go, Ah, oh, fuck. Thought you were a bit more mature. And they're, and they're just not because they can't be, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> I have to... Do you know what I'm going doing? I, I, I have a funny feeling there's a lot more. And I, I'll be honest with you. I'd love if you came on and done another podcast, right? 
and remain anonymous for the reason being is because we can talk. Yeah. Yeah. I much prefer people. I don't, I much prefer people to come on here, be anonymous and talk because we can then talk as it's a private conversation. Yeah, definitely. Talk about life as if it's private because especially with kids, kids are huge parts of people's family that have children, obviously. And I believe we should need to talk about children. We should be able to talk about them in an open way as parents that we do have our faults. We do have our fucking things that we're not going to get correct because that's how we help each other. Like, I know it might or might, but that tiny little thing where I made a massive mistake where with the eldest, you know, don't, you know, that's, these are things that I've made mistakes with. Yeah. And I've made many mistakes as a parent. Mm. And I hope to make many more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, will you come on again? I will. I will. Of course I will. Yeah. Um, and this wasn't scheduled. So the next time you come on, what we'll do is if you want to talk about anything in particular, because I don't know what people want to talk about, I generally let it flow. Um, and well, look, when do you want to do the four week? Well, should we? Well, should we start after Christmas? Absolutely. I don't think we should start before Christmas. <laughs> We've only got two weeks till Christmas anyway, haven't we? Should weeks. I? And also, am I going to try and do stop smoking weed for the four weeks as well? <laughs> Are we well, including that? Yeah, I yeah. thought it would be good to, to do like a five week and for the first week start mm. me not smoke weed but still eat the food the same so we can see what's um what's actually affecting me with what bits do you know what i mean mm, mm. i think if you implement the four week look i don't implement it i think if you if you implement eating real food we'll we'll call it as it is i think if you implement eating real food your need to smoke weed <laughs> Uh, will reduce. Mm. Um, my need for sweets has reduced because I'm conscious to calm my life down. I'm conscious to structure my life. I'm conscious to, I love the podcast. I mean, they give me the greatest amount of joy mm. outside of my children. Mm. And they do. It's, it's like a hobby. It, it perks me up for the week. It, 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 it gives me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, And that then makes me schedule, you know, yesterday evening I was doing, you know, I came home, we went upstairs and played board games with the children. And then I done a podcast last night, you know, so you're scheduling in your times. Mm -hmm. Because we're a very busy family. But same token, you're trying to make sure everything is done. I have to go now because my wife actually for the first time, I'm going to dip myself in a freezing lake. My wife does it every, every, my wife does this. Oh every yeah, time. I remember actually hearing you say that on one of your podcasts that your wife does yeah, that. Yeah, she does it every week. And I wanted to do it, but I was, I was sick. <laughs> you will feel sorry for me, my brain. <laughs> I love my brain. I love it. I love my brain going, you're not even feeling sorry for me. Because <laughs> you're a bastard. <laughs> but um. I'm going to dip myself in the lake because I love the cold. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how good do I really love the cold? <laughs> yeah, I hate the cold. Oh, my I God. Love never... it. I love it. Like I in in the garage where I work, I'm in on my own. I leave the doors open. Right. Mm. And then the other two garages have 
this weird thing called heat and closed doors. And I actually had to work in one of them last week for the first time because generally I'm on my own. And I was like going, oh, this is horrible in here because it was warm. What? I'm literally the opposite. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. (laughs) My brother used to call me Frosty. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I have to, I have to go to dip, I have to dip myself in a lake. But yeah, let's continue this. And I'm looking forward to do the four-week plan. I will say to people, I am a fucking nightmare in a sense of the podcast. I love it. I love the podcast. I'm off all social media now. So my Facebook is going to be completely wiped out in, it told me, a few weeks. I'm gone. Sean Keys, you, me, and BP is going to be gone in a few weeks. I'm looking so much forward to that um, because I want to be off social media. Um. Because it's, it's social media is like being in a narcissistic relationship. It's just, it's like, and you're constant. Like, I haven't been on social media in weeks, and my anxiety has reduced before the bacteria, before my antibiotics gave it back to me again. But I notice a dramatic reduce in that um, anxiety. Like, I won't say I had anxiety, but you know, of course you have anxiety. I would scale not having anxiety as having episodes. Mm. When I give up social media, I actually noticed that I had less anxiety to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the clicks and the likes and the, if someone made a comment or someone didn't make a comment or something, you know, all of this mm-hmm. that we're not designed for. Mm-hmm. We're designed for this, a forward yeah. and back conversation. And that's where I'm going to push the podcast. So I'm deliberately saying this because in case people are wondering where to focus social media, you can email <laughs> me as you are now because Messenger is gone as well. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to contact me is through email um, and you know which is great and if you want to have a phone conversation with me ask me for my number and I'll give it no problem <laughs> at all if you want to have a because I'll ring I do ring people on whatsapp so if anyone actually genuinely wants to have a, a conversation with me I'll ring them like you my number you yeah. know um, so yeah the only reason I'm saying that, because I hate this shite when someone's on and then you're doing advertisements and this and they're just sitting there like a bollocks. Going, <laughs> I wish we could get on with the fucking podcast. This is, it's one of the reasons I won't advertise or anything like that. <clears throat> oh, on top of that, I'm not doing the subscription. You're not going to do it? I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, reason being is this. Why should I have to hide me? And if I'm going to hide, the only reason I was doing the subscription is I wanted to try and protect my children. I didn't want people coming on just like they're and telling stories. And, you know, people could go, oh, sure, your father done this when you were a kid or your father's this or your father's a fucking lunatic. And my children have to put up with that. And then I thought about more and more and more and more. And why should why don't I just build them up that they can take slagons? Yeah, definitely. They and can. Mocking. Look at the dad that they've got now anyway. Your wife has said it. You've worked on yourself. It doesn't matter what you or anyone really has done in the past as long as they're working towards being a, mm. a better person or the best version of themselves. Absolutely. And I thought about that good and hard uh, with, with it. Do you, do you know what I was going to do? It's never going to happen now. But do you know what I was going to do? I was going to give everybody back their subscription at Christmas time. <laughs> and he was like how much is the subscription i was like i don't know because i hadn't figured a price or anything 
And I went, anyway, don't worry about it. I'll give back to you next Christmas. And he goes, what? I said, I don't want the money. It was never about money for me. If this podcast, because I don't drink or smoke, I have all this equipment because I don't drink or smoke. Mm-hmm. Why? It's a, it's a non-cost. I don't spend hours. We came on and I pressed record. I don't spend hours editing or... It's a conversation that people are going to hear. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a joy for me. It's a complete joy. But either way, thankfully, no, I'm not doing it because I'm going to build my children up to actually be able to, if someone says to me, your father's a lunatic, they can go, you want to live with him? <laughs> Where they're able to come back with an answer like that going, yeah, he's a fucking lunatic. I don't give a shit. He's a great yeah, father to me. Um, so, yeah, so definitely, no, there's not going to be a subscription. And I'm really excited about that because the only reason I was doing it was because of the fucking... I was panicking. And then I really thought, I meant, that's going to cause trouble. You're running away. You're always saying, face it. You're always saying, don't run away. And I'm running away. So I said, no, challenge. I'm going to build my kids up. And I actually have started doing that with my children, saying you need to be able to, you know, it's okay to slag and mock. It's okay. And I'm teaching them now that if people do it, how to respond. So I'm actually looking forward to that because I'm teaching them. One of my most favorite responses on the planet is this. And I've been using it for a long time. If someone says to me, you're a bollocks. (laughs) My response initially is at least I'm not a bollocks. (laughs) I love it. It's the most childish response. I think I've been using it since I was 11. I say that like, you know, no matter what someone says to me, you're a fucking prick. At least I'm not a prick. <laughs> I love it. And I'm teaching my kids to respond in that sense because it's funny and childish and I am a bit childish. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. No subscription. If you want to contact me through the email, um, I, it, I think it's up on the oak. And I'm loving the fact that I'm no social media and I'm still getting to chat to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. The podcast, I want to be a little, tiny little group of people. You know that type of way? Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't be able, as much as I love the podcast, I wouldn't be able for big crowds. Mm. You know, I was listening to it before I found yours. Um, I was like finding lots of different BPD podcasts. And I actually first heard you on the Rose Skeeters one. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's from Borderland. Beautiful. Yeah. First heard you speak, but I was listening to another one as well called um, "Back from the Borderline," and right. I think I first started listening to her when she only had a few people, and now she's got like ten thousand followers or something right. on her Instagram. Right. It's got she's like all major, major. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. bit mind blowing. <laughs> does be it does be yeah it does be. But either way, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, and I hope to do it for the rest of my life because. Mm-hmm. It's a lifetime thing, this. Mm-hmm. You should be able to come on in 10 years' time and go, my children are teenagers. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'd probably be bald at that stage. <laughs> no, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I have to go. I do have to go. Um, yeah, me too. Okay, don't worry. It was great chatting. Yeah, good to speak to you. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, and we're, you know, text, we'll text each other and we'll organize how we're going to do the four week plan. Yeah, definitely. That sounds okay. really good. Thanks All for right. coming on. Have a good one.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>